Hello and welcome to Note Up. This is Note Up 78 Nash Up Show, a Note Up local show about Nashville, Tennessee, recorded live in November 2014. Today's show is sponsored by CodeShip, Lift Security, and And Yet. Hello and welcome to Note Up. This is Note Up number 78, Note Up local Nashville. I'm Dan Shaw and I'm joined today by Will Golden. Hey everybody. Kevin Old. Hello. Oops. <laughs> Jason Myers. Hey. <laughs> Nicholas Young. I'm glad to be here. And Rodney Norris. Howdy. Why don't we go around and have everybody introduce themselves. You want to kick us off, Will? Sure. I'm Will Golden. I'm a software engineer at Emma. We make cool, awesome email marketing software. I'm a Nashville native, and I love giving back to the community, so that's why we're here. I'm Nicholas Young. I'm the founder and CEO of a transmedia storytelling company called The Original Machine up in Chicago, Illinois, and I'm the executive producer and guy who drugged Node into our broadcasting network, The Machine. Awesome. It has another... Well, awesome radio voice. <laughs> Rodney? Local developer here in Nashville. Been playing around a little bit and just kind of hang out and, you know, benefit from the community. Awesome. Jason? Work with Will at Emma, and I uh, help put on a bunch of local events in the community and uh, work a lot on Young Coder events. Great. Kevin? I'm a full-stack JavaScript developer. I uh, work at Koopa. I work remote from here, and I'm a beneficiary of this awesome community that we have here in Nashville. Fantastic. And I'm Dan Shaw, co-founder and CEO of NodeSource. Just great to be here. It's been absolutely phenomenal this last couple of days here in Nashville. Really inviting environment that it's been fantastic to, to, to be a part of. Glad you could come down. So, uh, what's that? Welcome to the South. (laughs) Right on, right on, yeah. Southern hospitality, it's just fantastic. So, so inviting. All right, take a quick break for our first sponsor. First sponsor is CodeShip. CodeShip is free-hosted continuous delivery service focused on simplicity and usability. Set up continuous integration in few easy steps and automatically deploy when all your tests have passed. CodeShip has great support for lots of languages and test frameworks. It integrates with GitHub and Bitbucket and lets you deploy to cloud services like Heroku, AWS, Modulus, and Nojitsu. CodeShip makes continuous delivery so simple that the setup takes only minutes. You can sign up now to get 100 builds a month and five project projects free. This will allow startups, freelancers, and small teams to easily get started with continuous delivery. For anyone that needs more builds and, and projects, you can use the discount code NOTEUP and get 20% off of any plan for three months when signing up for a paid subscription. Cool. Head over to CodeShip.com slash NOTEUP to get started, and be sure to follow CodeShip on the Twitters at CodeShip. Thank you. Let's go in and dive into the story, the developer story of JavaScript and Node.js and, and how that's evolved here in the Nashville community. Jason might be a good person to take over. Right, so, so we have a bunch of user groups in the Nashville community. And for a long time, JavaScript and Node were kind of wedged into the other groups. So our .NET group would have a meetup that was JavaScript. We'd have a PHP group that was meetup. And then we had a group that was interactive developers of Nashville. Andy Matthews, who spoke here, was involved in that. Matthew Wallace, who is uh, pretty active in the dev community here, also helps lead that group. And out of that kind of came a desire to have a group. And I... Ryan uh, Macy, who's at this event and sponsoring, and Will kind of got together and created what has become Nash.js. We have a very vibrant community group here for all the languages, really. And JavaScript was kind of the missing link that they helped create it. And I think Jason Orndorff kind of gave them a nudge to, to push that along as well. So an interesting observation you know, from living in San Francisco, where those de- developer communities maybe are, are 
a little bit stronger, but a little bit more siloed. There, there's less cross-pollination where you know that your JavaScript node group kind of do their own thing, the Ruby group does their own thing. And I've noticed in some of the the, you know, the other areas outside of the Bay Area where there's a lot of lot more cross-pollination. Yeah, I, I think that's actually one of Nashville's strongest points. I mean, there are still very fantastic JavaScript talks at the .NET groups. <laughs> And we have people bring .NET technology into the JS groups, and, and not singling out that environment, but mm -hmm. as an example, there's cross-mixing of Python and Ruby. I mean, we had Eliza here, who is one of our like stalwarts of our Ruby community here, and she delivered a fantastic opening keynote at this Absolutely. event. So, yeah, uh, David Neal from LeanKit, he came to NestJS a couple months ago and gave, gave an awesome talk on EdgeJS and like how to use Node with .NET. I mean, it was cool. It's killer. I think and on Thursday he gave a talk at the .NET user group on introduction to Node.js for .NET developers. Yeah. So, great. Yeah. I think a lot of that stems. We have two like very important people, kind of at the root of our community, or and they're unfortunately not with us at the present moment in time. But Cal they're alive. And they're, they're still alive. <laughs> Jason Myers killed Cal and Jacques in one statement. So awesome. Um, they're just not here today. Sorry. Right, right. Cal and Jacques create this environment where hmm. they support everybody in whatever endeavor they want to do. That's really dev centric, and a lot of the tangent events as well that maybe are more broader tech and involve SEO and, and some marketing type things as well. They kind of help reinforce that like all those things should come together. Uh, Jacques and put together the meta user group or the user <laughs> nice. groups of user groups nice, where nice. all the leaders get together and share information and resources. So there's a there's a conscious effort that goes into making all that job. That's fantastic. You know, I actually should say in the spirit of full disclosure, I mean, I'm in Chicago now, but when I was in Nashville from 2007 to 2010, I was able to witness not necessarily the rise of the JavaScript community here because I don't think that everybody had really jumped on the boat just yet. I mean, Node itself didn't really reach critical mass until 2009 as a project. And I remember, though, these sort of events like the Geek Breakfast that were started by people like Dave Delaney, who a lot of us here in the tech community know. And these people who would start these events, maybe they weren't even developers, but they were heavily interested in the idea of bringing people together, regardless of what their exact pursuit was. They could have been a software guy, they could have been a comics geek, or maybe a, even a, a business geek or an analytics geek, but he was interested in bringing together multiple people so that we could learn from each other. Because developers can't only learn from developers. Like Absolutely. We can learn from business people and we can learn yeah. from designers and I really think everybody has something to bring to the table and that's what sets Nashville apart mm -hmm. in my mind. Yeah. The challenges that we face in our day-to-day, -day, well beyond code. For many of us, those are our happy places, and then we have to deal with all the, uh, the, the craziness that layers on top of that. <laughs> Other highlights in the history of Nashville we should touch on? Emma, we moved from our, our office to the, the Nineley Avenue office a couple of years ago. And one of the important things that uh, Emma wanted to do was to give back to the community. So they built this kick-ass bistro mm -hmm. where everybody, where like a lot of the user groups come and meet every month. Like Fantastic. there's something going on there every single night. Yeah. And they thought that was very important. So they, you know, they, they building for a community. put their money where their mouth nice. is and, and nice. made, literally made a building for the community. Yeah. So. I think it's interesting that we see other people who are coming to town. So we recently had Eventbrite bring developers here. They were bringing customer service, and we lobbied them hard to get them to bring developers here. And they've also created a space where we can go as a community. And we have Vaco in town, and they have a very nice user group room that like a lot of the groups that are more down towards the Franklin South side of Nashville go over there and use that. It's a fantastic space that they've built for us. Yeah, and, uh, oh. Iowa Studio. Um, 
up uh, as well. There's companies all around all around town that's like they give back and they, they they get it. They know that if you foster a community, it'll pay off in spades. You know, you you get that talent in the door, you get that name recognition, and you get people learning awesome stuff. It only it only pays off. It only makes things better. So, yeah. I just want to jump in. I'm a remote developer, and if I wanted to host a user group, I could have everybody over to my house, right? My wife wouldn't like that. Well, she would. To a certain point. Well, like right, you know. But you know, once you, it's very important that these companies here support that because mm -hmm. when I came here, I saw the. Uh, I grew up in Nashville. I moved back in 2008, or 2009, and the community was starting. But I I wanted to help, but I didn't. I didn't have a company that had an office here that had a room that we could have talks in, okay. you know. And I just want to point out how valuable that is. And Emma and iStudio and Eventbrite and Baco, all those companies that have supported this community, that's that's given us the ability to just meet. I mean, I wouldn't know these guys. They accepted me because, you know, I didn't work at their company, right? But the companies provided a place, and then they allowed me to come, and then I got to know them, so. An interesting observation, you know, seeing how meetups have worked in, in various communities, timing varies drastically from, from group to group. In the, you know, South Bay area, Silicon Valley, after work, everybody has, like, a frequently an hour, two-hour commute to get home. It's hard to, to get people to, to get, come together, whereas in San Francisco, Francisco, uh, you know, everyone is a little bit more into you know, public transportation, so gathering at a location, you know, somewhere downtown is fairly easy to do. What are the patterns here that, that are our most successful in terms of, of time? I would say that our most successful ones are ones that are during lunch, like Jason hosts uh, Pine Ash, and a lot of people come out for that during lunch because... You know, they're already going to lunch anyways. Might as well go hang out with some people that right. are talking about the stack that you're interested in. Our patterns in general typically are, you know, we most of the meetups meet about 6 o'clock in the evening. So, okay. And it's usually going to be relatively close to where you're already at. And you just kind of just drive and, and get there. So, yeah, we, we have a, you know, that's one of the downfalls uh, of Nashville is our public transit's not terribly, uh, it's, well, it's non-existent pretty much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's why we usually set uh, around 6 or 6.30 and let people get enough time and that's why food's so important. We usually, right you know, pizza, beer, sandwiches, whatever, um, make sure everybody's taken care of because it's hard to get food and get, get to food, the right? And, right. And, 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 you know, so. Well, this is in the South. As long as you've got baked beans and collard greens, you're good to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. But apparently, I think it's the, the Phoenix group. They all go home and eat and then come back at like 7 o'clock. And that structure has worked really well for them. So it's, uh, it's, it's interesting to see the, the, the patterns uh, you know, fit the needs of the, the, you know, the, the groups. And we're all just kind of winging it, so like, maybe, like maybe behoove are. us to sure. like learn other patterns because hey, I'd be open for going home and seeing my kids a little bit and then coming back because there's nights and there, there's nights where I you know I don't get home until midnight. So I live in San Francisco, but most of our customers are down in the South Bay. So I've been trying to you know take some of that that San Francisco spirit where the, there's so many events in the evening and bring that down to the South Bay. And one of the experiments was node breakfast and getting together at breakfast. It's good, but you know hasn't hit that, that critical mass. Like the South Bay is this vast network of office parks, basically. It's not that, yeah, Silicon Valley, if, if you, as you drive through your first time experiencing this magical mecca of destination, you come into it, it's like, it's just office parks. <laughs> so in Where that are case, the trees? Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's yeah. Full, it, like, it's actually fairly nice 
But yeah, you should make a node caravan where everybody just drives through McDonald's. There you go. There you go. Nice. That's the way to solve it. We'll go around, pick everybody up, stay on the bus, and, and you know, then we can drop everybody off at their office location. That's a brilliant idea. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I've seen when you when you come out to uh, we'll the we'll Bay start. Area, we'll, we'll, we'll rent the bus and uh, you know, bring the, the Nashville tour bus nice. out to the, the Bay Area. One of the things, though, that I've seen when you're talking about what kind of events that work, it, it's a little bit more difficult to talk about the kind of events that work in the terms of a community at large, because you're often dealing with individual schedules and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. For instance, I mean, I, I don't have kids, and so for me, it's really easy for me to make an event that's after dinner or at, right. in the evening time or whatever, and so that doesn't matter to me. But I would encourage event organizers, you know, either here or in other cities, to look at things like, like I mentioned, the Geek Breakfast. I mean, that worked because a lot of people had time before they went into their job, but they were thinking about spending the evening with their families, and so yep. it actually gave them a little bit wider scope of people that they could talk to. Now, granted, there were some people who were not morning people who did not want to get up, sure, sure. but somehow through gentle prodding, we were able to wake them up and get them out to have coffee. <laughs> I think it's worth noting that the Geek Breakfast is still around. Yeah. There's a dev breakfast. Yeah, Brian Daly runs yeah. the, the dev breakfast. It's we do simple. Pine Ash at lunch, and your point is exactly that. Some people can't do the after hours thing. They, they've got things they want to go home to, and that's part of the reason why Python Group has both a lunch and an evening meeting. They're on different weeks so that you can space them out, but you get a chance to come hang out with everybody and discuss your problem at lunch You know, mm -hmm. in a more relaxed mm -hmm. setting. It's a lot less formal than some user groups, right? And, and I guess it also begs to say, like, Geek Breakfast is not just a thing that's here. I mean, it's, it's in Chicago. Things. It's everywhere. Um, I think it's geekbreakfast.org, maybe? Okay. And there's a listing of, like, all the cities where they exist. Nice. We'll put it in the show notes. There's one other... A lunch that we have, and uh, it's the Vim lunch. And I had the record Shout out for to Del attending. Liska. Yeah, Deliska. Yeah, I had the record for attending all of them. And then this year, uh, I didn't attend. I haven't attended much. But we literally sometimes we talk about you know Vim, and it's just you know I think you also have to cater to well, what will pull someone out of their office or their right. work. You know, like what will do that? And I guess Vim did it for me uh, for lunch, right? You know, I'll. I've got a 30-mile drive down, but I'll do it, and then I'll stay for the meetup. So I, I usually pair it with the, the, the Vim lunch happens on the same day as the Ruby meetup. So this year I've become co-organizer co of the Nashville RB uh, that Josh Cruz uh, runs, Travis Roberts and Mike, forget his last name, but Mike. So I get the ability to go to lunch and work from a coffee shop outside of my normal environment yes. and then go to a meetup and socialize, which if it were left up to me, I would not do. The community also pairs things up to where you, you can have half a day of cool things, right? So, mm -hmm. cool. Make I think it it's also it. important yeah. to realize, like, yeah. what, what's the goal of your meetup? Like, yeah. are you trying to yeah. just kind of hang out and just talk about right. stuff? Right. Do you want to do presentation style mm -hmm. things? You know, mm -hmm. like, so, yeah. what, obviously you can't have, you know, a, a PowerPoint presentation with a, with a projector yeah. at, at Wendy's or something, you know, you yeah. have to. Yeah. Have to. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, one thing to note on that is that, too, well, I guess why not? <laughs> Come on. Uh, on, on Outside the on the yeah, yeah. You know, at the drive-through while everyone's going free frosties <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a node module of the day. Right. <laughs> with, with the Ruby meetup, we had feedback. Like, we'll do that uh, when we stop the tour bus and like we'll we stop at the Wendy's. Right? We should start a node theme park. The Ruby meetup had some feedback that you know I'm a new developer and we've got the Nashville Software School here, which is we need to give them a shout out. Um, and we've got students that attend all of these meetups. 
but you know sometimes they don't necessarily know how to boot up Rails, and that's what their question is, you know. And so they formed another just a beginners, so that to say, and we announced that at the beginning and say, look, if this is going to be a, a intermediate to advanced topic, but we have another meetup that'll help you boot up Rails or get a database connected or you know asset pipeline, whatever, right? You know, so. All right, let's take a quick break for our second sponsor, Lyft Security. Building an application or a service is already hard enough. Then dealing with security gets in the way. Security doesn't have to be painful, annoying, or frustrating. You definitely don't have to summit the security mountain alone. Adam Baldwin and the team at Lyft Security want to guide developers in building more secure Node applications. They're the founders of the Node Security Project and already help secure tools that they use every day, like GitHub and NPM. A core service Lyft provides is security assessments. An assessment helps identify and prioritize bots to improve security and mitigate risk, then offers recommendations and strategies for building more securely in the future. Lyft Security also provides in-person and online training to help you and your team understand common vulnerabilities, their impact, and how to prevent them. If you're interested in bringing security-first mindset to your team's development process, contact the Lyft Security team at liftsecurity.io, and be sure to follow them on Twitter at Lyft Security. Let's bring things up to, to present day. We're, we're, we're here recording live at November. It's been... Oh, yeah. Woo! <laughs> uh, it, it's been absolutely phenomenal. It's a freshman effort. It's first time out, and you know it feels already very, very polished and very well oiled. How did you get here? Why did this happen? First, there was a mistake. Okay. <laughs> then there were about thirty more. Yeah. Uh, gosh. When did you make the first right decision? Well, it kind of started as a weird thing. Jason and Ryan Macy, Jason Myers and Ryan Macy, years ago, I guess maybe two years ago, had a discussion of starting like a. Pie, Southern Pie, or something like a, nice. uh, which would eventually turn into Pie. <laughs> Great name. And then, so at the same time, Ryan was talking about starting a, a Node, Node or JavaScript conference, and we were just, uh, and we're all this, we love terrible puns, which is what November is. It's just a terrible pun. <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. So you know, we just started making up all these kind of crazy names, and November stuck, and you know, Ryan rushed out and ordered all these domains, and they just kind of sat there for a little bit, and then eventually, two years later, two years later, after wow. after the success okay. of Pytensee, we got a successful model of like how to run a conference. And Jason ran the show, pretty much, and, and um, I just ordered the food. That's all I did. <laughs> he doesn't tell that the right way. Um, so. Yeah, so he's right. It, it took two years between Amazing. Okay. we should have a Node conference. Because yeah. here's what happens. Someone has the idea. Someone gets all excited and gets the domain name. You get the Twitter handle. You yep. get the first tweet out. And then you're like... <laughs> How does one make a conference? <laughs> yeah. So this last iteration of like actually, hey, we're actually going to do it, has been about six months. So we this is about this is about the culmination of about six months worth of work. Uh, and Jason, you know, he's drummed the war machine and raised a ton of money for us. We got awesome volunteers. We got amazing speakers. I mean, like it, it's like the whole if you build it, they will come. Yeah. Like. I was praying that was true, <laughs> and, and it is. It, it kind of just happened, and it's, it's. I'm really happy with how it turned out so far. So. The, the people we mentioned before, Cal and Jacques, have run Coder Fair here in Tennessee. Okay. Coder Fair is an interesting conference. You have no idea what you're getting. The talks are all published ahead of time, and so you can see them. But like, that could be memory management in .NET at the same time against a talk in Ruby, against a talk in JavaScript, against a soft skills talk, and it's great because it's two days of just random usefulness to developers and the feeling there isn't this is my language so I go to that talk the feeling there is 
this might be useful, I'll find a way to apply it to my language. And that's what Jacques, we mentioned the cross-pollination that they foster. They foster it in that event, and they also provide us, myself and, and Will, an amazing amount of support and like, just keep chugging yeah. kind of mm -hmm. motivation because like I'll be honest with you that there are times when you're we doing Python C and times when you're putting together November when you're just like I will send all this money back and just not do this <laughs> yeah, they've been they've been invaluable like they just like there's been so many times where like what what, what do we do here like how, what, do we, what should we expect you know it, and they've just been awesome just helping out helping out with that so here's kind of a weird question for you is there a point at which you start the wheels rolling you say okay I'm gonna do this and then you begin heading down the track but then you cross some sort of threshold where you realize that it's going to happen necessarily whether you want it or not, and almost you just kind of freak the hell out. <laughs> and, and you're like, what have I gotten myself into? I was running the sponsorship. So those moments occurred for me in a, in a few places. When all of the early bird tickets were gone and we didn't have speakers announced yet, that was, that was the first one. <laughs> the second one was when the call for papers closed and we were like, we have to pick out of all these talks what, what we're gonna, put up you know and then the other one is when it's the weekend prior and people are like I'm coming to Nashville and you're mm -hmm. like did we do the right thing yeah. <laughs> like, is there anything that you did for yourself I don't, I don't know maybe it's yoga maybe it's take a hot bath maybe it's just think hard and clear about what you do that kind of helped you allay those fears so that you knew you could just roll into the conference and be comfortable and then let whatever happen happen. Will was looking really comfortable. <laughs> I, 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 the level of comfort that was, was just like rooting <laughs> comfort. He was sitting over in the corner doing yoga. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 with your knees up. That's yeah. yoga, right? If my life, you know, <laughs> the fetal yoga. If my life was a movie right now, there'd be a subtitle that says internal screaming. Just, <laughs> like I said, there'd be a bar down there like that. Yeah, no, no. There's no. You just gotta, like, yesterday after we opened up, I just got to the point, I was like, you know, there's nothing I can do right now to make this, it's, it's, a, it's a train, it's, it's gone, it's started, there's, I can't slow it down, it's just gonna happen. So I, I had to let it go, and it's, it's been awesome, so. I think part of it is, um, and it's not to downplay the other volunteers, but really you essentially get a confidant in doing these things, right? And so it's you and another person need to have the comfort of just looking at one another and just like, being okay to say I am terrified, right? Like yeah. I, I'm not afraid to tell you uh, that during Pi Tennessee, I totally broke down and cried many times, mm -hmm. and we did not do that this time, which I think is a plus. But it was because okay. <laughs> it was because we learned lessons, and, and Will and I could kind of like when one of us was lagging, the other one could pick it up mm -hmm. and continue to go, right? So there's no doubt that running a conference or a user group is a little bit of a roller coaster at times, right? Because you don't know, like. I mean, just to be honest with you, we are a break-even conference, right? We're, we're not here to make money. This is not what Will and I do for a living. What Will and I do for a living is make code and avoid people. Like a good programmer. <laughs> Leave me alone. Yeah. We only do this, uh, I hate to keep bringing up Cal and Jacques, but we only do this, Cal has this quote, he's like, if you look around and there's something that you want to have happen, like, for example, there needs to be a user group for mm -hmm. what you do, and right. there isn't someone, that's because you're supposed to be the user group leader, yeah. right? So we wanted a conference, and we knew that we could pretend to do that, code the facade, and then keep that in place long enough for everyone else to, to kind of get it get on board. But certainly, there's moments where you feel down, and you need that other person who's got that burst of energy at that moment to kind of push you forward. Absolutely. And I think that's, if I was going to stress that to anybody else, you cannot run a conference alone. Yeah.
I found that with with you know, the meetups that I organize, and even at a high level node source, you know, having a, a business partner that you you have that level of confidence is, is absolutely fundamental. Speaking of the the financial details, I'm curious how you you came up with the the ticket price. You know, so you know, helping others sort of peg out like what is a reasonable price. It's 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 one of those things where from the spectrum of zero, ten dollars, a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, where does it make sense? I think the, the the price point that you ended up with is is really compelling. 150. I don't know that anyone you know, that that, that might, might not apply to other other groups and other situations, but it's at that sort of no-brainer price point that this is a, okay. Yes, I'm going. Yeah, we really wanted it to be affordable to people that either don't have companies that are willing to like front the cost, and right. we also wanted it to be affordable where, because like, I mean, if you, if you look at it, our hotel costs were almost $25 more than the tickets cost to get in. Right. And that's per night. So mm -hmm. like, you're going to spend more on the hotel than you are going to actually be, to actually be at the conference. And we looked at the, like, kind of like, what are, what are our hard costs? What, are, what is it going to take to, you know, have everybody have a t-shirt, have everybody have four meals that we provided mm -hmm. throughout the weekend, breakfast and lunch, both days. Right. Um, we just kind of looked at the hard costs and then th throughout the ticket sales, it was like, we did early birds, or we did very, very early birds, and early birds, and then regular. So very early birds were like fifty bucks or seventy-five bucks, right, right. and then we kind of ramped it up until so you know. But the later ticket sales padded those early sales because we just kind of like we use that early money to get deposits and all that stuff. So. Right. But to be perfectly honest, we just kind of guessed. Sure, <laughs> like it's just sure. Right. I mean, that's, you know, like at like, some point you have to just draw a line and say, "All right, yeah. this is best." You know, with the known knowns right. that I have right now, you need to make a decision. Like I said, we ran a Python conference prior to this, and we knew the average person there paid thirty-four dollars and eighty something cents. Okay. To attend that conference, meals like here, but nowhere near as nice of an after party and those kind of mm -hmm. things. So we had kind of an idea of what ticket prices ran. If you want to see how we spent the money, there's blog posts about how we did all of Pi Tennessee. You can see our mistakes written out. <laughs> <laughs> but those uh, kind of things are invaluable for others who are you know, going and approaching this adventure. The horror stories that the Chris Williams told of you know, the first JS comp where you know, no one had purchased any tickets before. You know, now you know, they'd sell out in you know, less than a second. Uh, but the, you know, the first event, you know, no one was buying any tickets. And just like the amount of investment that was in play there was you know phenomenal and and risky and you know is something that he believed in but you know going from there and you know saying that that we have to mortgage the house because we did that you know is there a way to minimize that risk or absolutely we we set the ticket process in a way that what is the smallest amount of money we can actually get people in a room get them some sort of food, like if everybody had yeah. to have <laughs> McDonald's for lunch uh -huh. and Subway for, for breakfast or something, like what is the smallest amount of money that we can do that on if we sold out the ticket price, mm -hmm. right? And that's kind of where we started. And then we said, all right, as we raise sponsorship money, first of all, let's not take every single dollar that's offered. We didn't. We turned down several sponsors. Once we had enough money, we just stopped taking yeah. sponsors. And then we said, what can we do that's nice, but not a ridiculous expense, right? So like, there were some nice touches at the after party and some things like that where we did want to spend money, but we really didn't want to just people feel like we were blowing money for no good reason. So that was kind of a, a core thing is like, as we raised more sponsorship money, we were able to add nice things onto it, but start with the small, I hate to say MVP because that just drives <laughs> right, right. But start with the smallest possible thing that you think people would pay 
the ticket price to come due, mm -hmm. and then set the price to match that. What about the takeaways? I love that the glasses that we got are phenomenal. They're printed and everything. How did the, that come about? There's a guy, uh, Matt Left, He's he runs all of the, well, he doesn't run all of them. I see he runs all of the awesome ones, uh, uh, beer <laughs> conferences here in town. So, like, there's uh, 12 Stop Winter Warmer, East National Brew Fest, Brew at the Zoo. Like, so these are, there's these killer, like, craft brew beer festivals. So we, nice. he's a good friend of mine, and I, I said, hey, man, would you be interested in running this conference? So at all of his beer festivals, he has those little glasses, but they're, you know, of course, they're branded differently. I was like, that'd be killer if we had those. And uh, he, uh, he mentioned, he's like, well, we, we should do that. And I was like, that's awesome. So <laughs> it was just kind of an organic thing. It just kind nice. of came about. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, those were cheap. And so we did, you know, exactly what we could do to keep that cost down. Uh -huh. right? The after party, the, like, they're, they're cheap, but they're inexpensive. They don't look cheap. Right? Like, as true. a takeaway, carefully you know, roll it up inside some clothes and, and have it in my backpack and on my suitcase. You know, something that, that I definitely want to you know, take home and, cool. and you know, have. I guess maybe that was, you're, you're right. Cheap was a bad word. We wanted things. That, <laughs> we, we didn't we didn't spend a bunch of money on those things, right? We right. wanted a, a memorable experience and something you could take to remember that by. But we didn't want. It wasn't something where we were like, we're going to invest twenty dollars per person to make that occur, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. We we kept it smart, I guess. Fantastic. I mean, it sounds like what you mean is inexpensive, but impressionable yeah. right sure like you want people to see this and, and certainly when I saw it I was like that that's such an amazing thing to have I mean personally like I'm gonna take it home and put it up on the wall in my studio so that I'm yeah. like look what a great time we had right there. And, and that connection that will has there you know makes that an affordable thing to do right. and I, I would say if you're running a conference every, every favor you got gets to be called in yeah. right? mm -hmm. <laughs> one thing that the speakers got will hand screen printed right. a set Beautiful. of posters for all the speakers so not an extravagant speaker gift but totally unique handcrafted not replaceable right, right? like yeah and uh, numbered yeah yeah, 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 numbered. yeah. yeah. Numbered. and we did the we did a similar thing we'll design a poster it wasn't uh, screen printed there but we'll design a poster for Pride Tennessee and I can tell you that uh, that was by far the thing we've gotten a, uh, the most feedback on excellent so. I'm actually like putting my poster in the USPS and mailing it home. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. I have the same situation. I have you know, soft suitcase, trying to figure out a way, a strategy to mm -hmm. like get it home in one piece. I guess what I'm trying to say is personal mm -hmm. versus expensive. Because nice. you can do really expensive things in a conference that people don't value, right? Nice. You can give out fantastic USB chargers with a conference name on it, and that's awesome mm -hmm. and useful until they leave it at home. Right. right, but that memory and that callback that you're going to get from like Will's handcrafted posters or the small little glasses, irreplaceable. So my wife, we had a NodeBots event the other night, and my wife looked at me earlier in the week and she wanted to extend some Southern hospitality, and I thought it would be, or she thought it would be awkward because it would be like she's room mother, but she wanted to bake pies for the attendees, you know, and I was like. Yeah, well, that's Southern hospitality. That's what we should show. Uh -huh. So, you know, we did that. And I brought them, and I was, you know, it was like, is this going to be awkward that my wife baked pies? But, you know, it was like when your mom brought popsicles, you know, to, to, to kindergarten. Uh -huh. Mom, don't bring popsicles. No. I mean, it's like that kind of thing. And I think what Jason, I mean, just, I don't know, our culture here is just Southern hospitality. That's what, I mean, I want, right. I want you to feel like a friend, that kind of thing. So that. Yeah, we just, I think Jason and I see Will, they just, they just put themselves out there. You know, as, as part of the community that these guys have helped build, I just want to say that's, that's what they're, uh, I think that's what they're saying uh, a, lot of, a lot of what I hear. So. That's they, they let me come back after I moved to Chicago and didn't disown me, so I mean, 
<laughs> Isn't that like the very definition of there that? There you go. <laughs> Everybody's comes from somewhere, right? As long as you're here at the present moment in time, then you're part of us. Okay, let's take a break for our last and final sponsor, and that is And Yet. Starting today, And Yet's WebRTC experts will be offering three new consulting packages to teams in need or want of a serious development boost. They're looking to round out the year by helping your team ship something epic and innovative in the WebRTC space. Whether you're looking for help developing a new video or chat feature or a platform you can run your own hardware using open source components, or to put a killer custom user interface on top of what you're building, you'll find what you need with the Andyet team. For more information, head over to andyet.com slash webrtc. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at andyet, A-N-D-Y-E-T. Looking into the future, I'm going to immediately put you on the spot. November coming probably in November uh, <laughs> of uh, a year, yeah. maybe uh, 2015. You know, will we be back? Can we put it on the calendar? We were thinking December this year. Okay. This year. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I, I think we're going to do it again. I think it, uh, November 20, uh, 2015 is, uh, is on the table. If you would ask me that Friday, I probably would have said, gee, never mind. I, I, I can't say that out loud. Friday, I would have been like, no, no way. But uh, today, we're on the tail end of it. And yeah, it's feel good. I think we can do it. Uh, as long as Jason's involved, I'll do yep. it. I, I'm, I'm totally on board. I think we'll still keep it small, fresh, fun, mm -hmm. just like this. So yeah. we, we don't want to be 500, 1,000, nothing like that. This for us, 300 people, 350 people, this is the right size. Everybody was crammed into this auditorium for the opening keynote. Yep. We got right. way uncomfortable with one another for a short time, but <laughs> right. this is like kind of manageable, it's doable, and it, it's intimate. We yep. lose this in the bigger conferences. I love PyCon, and I love the bigger conferences, but yep. like, it doesn't have the same feeling that like going to one of the smaller regional conferences has. So being able to do it small, being able to keep it affordable, I think is really a goal for next year. Sponsorships are available. <laughs> uh, Light up now. <laughs> um, so certainly, uh, I, I think we'd do it next year. Fantastic. Fantastic. I think these guys deserve some applause for like committing oh, to yeah. the fact that they're going to do it again. What are some of the, the things that the national community can be doing to you know Im improve the scene and, and help it grow and, and, and become? I think parroting what Jason said earlier and when what Cal has kind of instilled in all of us is, you know, if you see something out there, be selfish and create it yourself. Like do it for you because you want it, and, yeah. and then people people will follow you. You'll, you'll, it's so refreshing to, to know that you have an idea and you, you you put yourself out there, and then people come and they show up and they're involved and they're like. They're, they're so excited and they're like, thank you for doing this, thank you for doing this. And you're just like, man, I did it for me, but yeah, cool. I'm glad you're here, I'm glad you like it, you know? So, yeah. It's awkward to accept the things, right? It is. Because you're like, sure. I invite right. all these people because I wanted them to come. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, obviously, there's a speaker committee and we hate them because they pick talks that we don't want sometimes and then they pick talks that we really want that don't make it, you know? And that's the beauty of it, right? Like a panel of people pick the talks and make the selection process. But in general, Will and I craft an experience that we want and that these guys want. We Everybody becomes a sounding board. If you're within distance, you've heard about November for sure. a month now. I'm sure Lauren, yeah. who was one of the volunteers here, is pretty much ready yeah, to kill us. She sits next to me at Emma. <laughs> <She's just> like, <laughs> if you say something about November one more time, I'm going to strangle you. So I'm yeah. just like, There's uh, just here. a couple weeks left yeah, in yeah. November, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> next, next year, it'll be an entire month. It'll be right. month <laughs> it will be November. <laughs> I think the, the next thing for Nashville is what we're trying to do now, and that is there are developers out there who want a different pace of life, right? They, they want a different feeling, a different community, a different 
I don't know how to say it other than a different kind of life. And, and the coast is awesome, and Chicago is awesome, and Boston's awesome, and they're all awesome in different ways, right? Like, it appeals to different people. We want people to see, hey, there's a, there's a vibrant technology community here. There are companies uh, coming into town that are doing and solving real hard problems. Will and I work at Emma, which is email marketing, and at first glance, that sounds maybe not awesome. Do you see the, tri- the kind of problems we're trying to solve? It's ridiculously awesome. Right? Yeah. If we sit down and explain it to you, you'd be like, you really have to do all that? The answer is yes. <laughs> and then we're trying to attract other companies as well. We worked very hard to get event right here, and we're, we're thrilled that they are here. And we're going to continue to do that. We are looking for companies that maybe an aspect of that company works well remote or an aspect of that company would have a small office here. There's lots of GitHub remote employees here. He's yeah. remote. Dwayne's yeah. uh, here. Yeah. yeah. Lonely Planet. Lonely Planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, so, I mean there's, there's lots of things going on. And even having your remote developers in Nashville is nice because they're, while they're not at the Bay or whatever, there's a NAS scene here. Yep. It's collaborative. And if you show up at one of our events more than two or three times, you're, we're pretty much going to suck you in. <laughs> like, if you come back to November next year, by the following year, you're pretty much going to be replacing me or Will. <laughs> we're giving a talk. Or giving a talk, right. But. And that's, we like that. We like to get people in and, I don't want to use the word indoctrinated, but like ingrained into what we're doing and, and like promote them, right? That's fantastic. If you could sum it up in a bullet point, we, we, we're cultivating culture. Like we want Nashville to be recognized as a place that has smart people and a place where people want to live and, and be. That's our top level headline goal is just come here and see how awesome it is, see how great the people is, the food, the and, and just... Music scene. Oh, there's that. There's, music, that. there's music too. Yeah. There's some music. But yeah, it's overall like it's it's a it's a great place to live and a great place to work. And we've got we've got the talent here. We've got the people. Come join us. Awesome. Well, I mean, when I met you, that's what I told you. Yeah, I, 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 I want to learn about this. Yeah. Please yeah. do this event so I can have the opportunity to discover that. I'm overjoyed that has been realized, and uh, this, this has been you know, absolutely phenomenal. So, you. You know, congratulations. I want to get everyone back to doing what you're here to do and, and, and serving everyone. Let's go around and do our plugs. I'll plug something that's probably plugged a lot, but just NodeBots, Johnny5, NodeBots.io, I think it is. I really love it. I, I, I've been doing software side of hardware for a while and really love to play with more hardware. So. Fantastic. I just want to plug Nashville. I'm excited about the city and I love what we're building here. I like the fact that we can build small events like this here and I love the fact that we have local companies and uh, companies from out of town that are supporting it and wanting to cultivate things here. Uh, I'd like to uh, just plug um, you know, Emma for uh, the space we get in Nashville. So come to Nashville and do that. Lonely Planet and Joy and all the sponsors. Coupa, the company I work for, if you talk to them about your CEO, Coupa.com, uh, they'll, they'll help out. And then NodeBots, again, uh, and, and just I encourage everyone to just, I want to plug you, like put your, whatever you want to do, just say something. Like the NodeBots event, when I heard these guys were doing it, I said, I think we should have a NodeBot event because I went to one and I learned how to use an Arduino. And then I met Rodney and Rodney was like, oh yeah, me too. And then you know, I helped put a list, you know, or review a list of parts, and that was my part in it. And my wife made pies. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, I mean, ever. <laughs> so, so, I mean, you don't have to do much, right? So just, I said hi to Dan in the airport line. He asked me if I would say this, so I will. Um, so I went to JSConf this year, and I met Dan, and Dan's a hero in our community. A little bit nervous to, uh, well, he does a lot for our community, but a little bit nervous to approach him, and I didn't get to approach him the whole conference. And we were leaving in, in the airport, and we were in airport security. 
Uh, and my wife and my little three-year-old, we were behind Dan and his family. And I was like, oh my gosh, you know, the, sorry, nerd celebrity, the, you know, <laughs> sorry about that, but you totally, you know, it, it was like, oh man, you know, I had seen everybody throughout the, the, the conference and I didn't get a chance to talk to Dan. And I just wanted to say hi and say, hey, look, that blurb, we've got a cool scene in Nashville. Yeah. That's it. I'm Kevin, right? You know, and then um, maybe I'll see you next year. And his family was pulled over in airport security because they were going to Miami and they had been in Jacksonville, Florida and been to the beach. And so they had a suitcase full of sunscreen. And so they were going through this aerosol thing. Sunscreen. Aerosol sunscreen. Aerosol sunscreen, right? right? So they were going <laughs> the through this stuff. thing, right? And I'm standing there and I'm like, huh, well, now this is my chance. Cause like, I don't know if his flight or how long, all this kind of stuff. So I was like, well, let me. And so I said, hi, Dan, I'm Kevin. I've been at JSConf for five days or four or five days and I haven't said hi, but um, I live in Nashville. He's like, Nashville, tell me more, right? And so you were, you know, but so approach people that, that you don't think you're gonna approach. Step out there yeah. because- They're humans too. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, when Jason and Will said a month later after I came back from JSConf that they were gonna do the conference uh, and I had signed up to help earlier in the year but then I didn't hear anything, um, I was like, oh wow, well, I can send an email, and then another intimidation started. Well, do I send an email? To, is he going to answer my email, right? <laughs> so anyway, just whatever it is, just mention something, right? Good things can happen. So sorry if that's a long plug, but uh, <laughs> that's appreciated. So real quick, plug Node Source. We help large-scale deployments of Node be successful through advocacy, training, consulting, tooling for Node at scale. I'm Will again. I'm gonna plug Emma as well. They've been awesome and let me like spend a little bit of my time uh, organizing this awesome conference. And they're great. Stylish email marketing. If you guys have any email needs, hit up Emma. MyEmma.com. I've actually got a couple of things that just kind of came to mind as everyone was walking around. First of all, I want to definitely plug November because William, you and Jason have done a superhuman job putting this thing together. I, I said it on Twitter last night, and I will gladly say it again on the podcast. Did you not tell us at the beginning that this was the inaugural event? Nobody would have known. We would have thought this was a conference that had been going on for five years, and so you guys, hats off, superb job to you and to everybody who was volunteering to make this thing happen. Of course, also Node, this is the first time that I've really got to meet up with people who are in the Node community, and I feel like for the first time it is the place that I'm proud to call my own programming community. There's so many great people here, even the people that I think are the Node elite, um, you know, people like like Dan and then also you, Kevin. Like, I've watched some of your Node work, and it's just, it's impressive to me. And the people that I look up to, they, they don't feel like they have all the answers just yet. We're all kind of plugging along in the dark, and that's an amazing thing. And I'll quickly also just throw out, you know, one of my things, too. It's like if you ever wanted to know how to manage my or maximize your time and impact as a creator, because developers are artists too, one of the shows that I do on our network called Dispatch is a conversation about that very thing, and you can find it at machine.fm slash dispatch. Real quick, a uh, couple upcoming events. December 5th, Mountain View, California. Node Day put on by Intuit, a enterprise Node.js conference for the enterprise by the enterprise, nodeday.com. Very approachable one day. I think it's like 11 bucks, something like that. JS Fest is coming to Oakland. Again, a very low cost profile, oakland.jsfest.com. And looking ahead to 2015, in San Francisco, Node Summit is back and it'll be February 10th through 11th and head to nodesummit.com. Tickets are, are on sale. Thank you for listening to NodeUp and be sure to follow us on Twitter, nodeup.com. And there are opportunities to sponsor, hit up nodeup at gmail.com. And thank you everybody. It's thank been you, actually thank you. Thank you.